0: wonderful beautiful precious people of Jesus Christ it's great to be in the house of God with you guys and I just want to say a quick prayer I really don't have anything on my own to share except I pray that God would give me something that he would share not only with you guys but also with me yes that he might accomplish his design his will through us as his body amen so father we give you praise this morning thank you Jesus Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit, that you're here. So many things we have, we have to say thank you for this morning, O Lord. So many things include things, including everything, everything, O Lord. We want to give you praise and thanks for this morning, the breath in our lungs. Yes, we will not allow the stones to cry out, O oh God. For there is a people on the earth that have been burnt through that sacrifice that you did when you went to that cross. There is a people, O oh God. With the element of the spirit component inside of them. And we are gathered in your presence this morning to give you praise and honor and to give credence to your word, O Lord, my King and my God. Yes. And O God Almighty, touch us, O Lord, today. Touch us, O God. Shift us, move us, O Lord. Take us to the next level in you, O God, as we come by faith, believing. Thank you, Jesus. Bless us accordingly, Father. You are the creator of the heavens and the earth we have no words to express who you are and who you are to us this morning but we lift up your name we honor you and we will give your praise to no other source but to the one and true and only god the creator of all things and His christ thank you jesus yes we bless your holy name and our hearts our minds are open this morning for you have given us an invitation to to be made into your likeness and your image. And we have said absolutely, yes, yes. And as we are here this morning, is that you might do that work in us and through us and make us into your likeness and your image. And we give you the praise and the thanks as you do so. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Awesome. You may be seated, precious people. I hope you're feeling like, I'm feeling this morning, just confidence in Christ, confidence in God. I'm feeling, listen, don't look at the situation that you're in, but look at the God that you worship. Amen? Yeah. I feel good. I hope you're all feeling good this morning, eh? Let me get you in the mood to receive from God. To receive an impartation. To receive an anointing. Hello. Yeah, You have to know how to approach a king if you want him to bless you. Especially the king of kings and lord of lords. And sometimes we come. Hello. And we don't have regard for the way that God says to approach his throne joyfully thankfully we we approach the throne of god with a mindset that has been established in us that is not consistent with his word but it's consistent with our experiences especially if the last few experiences that we have had were challenging and then we bring that mindset that mentality and come before God that created the heavens and the earth. Huh? No wonder he said, those that come to me must come by faith, knowing in one moment time that he can change that situation that you're mourning and lamenting about. Oh God. Right? So when you come here, don't don't ever forget that. Cuz everybody in in the Bible that as Jesus Christ was traversing in a body like yours and mine's he came down and shared a body like us that he could communicate to us that he could express his love to us and as he walked by daily and news were being carried around concerning who he was and he was doing miracle after miracle after miracle sign wonders miracles and people begin to hear those who were who had leprosy can you imagine a person that has leprosy right everybody is avoiding that person a person that is deaf a person that is blind and these people somehow begin to hear that there is hope and jesus christ he disappointed not even one not one he disappointed They understood in that moment, that woman with the issue of blood, just a word to her ear. After visiting every medical expert that was around in that time, just a word in her ear. There is one that is healing and is not using medical equipment. And she goes, this thing, this thing really spoke to her. She came to a quick conclusion. That one Christ there is my solution. And she made up in her mind that if I just go and press and touch the hem of his garment, I will be made whole. Hello. And we come before him. We don't have to press through no crowds anymore. Because the spirit of God represents Christ here now that can minister to every human being on the planet at once. Hello. So how would you come now to church? How would you approach the throne of grace? That's why I'm so, you know, my God. You see, even this church, this little church here, that we see few people come Every week and, and um, you know, some week it look a little bit different. I don't even... Let me tell you something. I know God is going to do it and I know when, he is, when He's ready, He's going to do the boom factor. Hello? I know. I know. God is the one that brings increase. He's the one that adds numbers to His body, to His church as He chooses. Everybody, every other power and every other destructive thing that we are allowing to influence our minds. That power, that influence is under the mighty hand of God. He's allowing it to go. You know, God has the thing when you live in light or eternity, time is not a factor. It's not a factor to God. A thousand years is as a day and a day is as a thousand years. You see, God is under no pressure. And we can capture this, the time component that God lives in, in eternity, in light. We can capture it if we walk in the Spirit. We can capture it. If we walk in the flesh, then we think, I got to do A, B, C, D, and E in this amount of time. And God will give regards to that. But the Bible said we should walk in the spirit. That way we can capture the mind of Christ. We can capture his mind. Now think about the son of God, Jesus Christ, that came and was birthed in the likeness of flesh like you and I. And he had to deal with all by himself. Every opposition every opposition that we're dealing with now and we're dealing with it sometimes as a body you know not just secluded by ourselves but christ himself had to deal with all of this and all he did was to have faith in his father faith in his father and that's what we need to do today have faith in him and have faith in his promises and if you can do that, the, to the degree that you can do that, you can live in a different realm. Everything that we're stressing about. Listen, the Lord was not worried. The Son of Man have nowhere to lay his head. He was not worried about what he was going to eat tomorrow. Everything that we worry about. as we as we come in his presence this morning let's set our minds and our hearts on capturing the mind of christ and let's stay in the spirit but god gave me a word um, this morning and i didn't have to labor in prayer for it a long time either and i love those the previous week i was here and um you know i probably was praying two to three hours and i got no word None. And then I go, uh, I begin to feel like it's one of those uh, testimony weeks. So I called up Pastor Kim and I go, you know, go and pray and see what the Lord tells you. And she doesn't have to labor like me two, three hours. eh? Then 15 minutes, bing, 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 the phone rings. And she had the whole thing um, laid out before me. Like what we, what we did last week, the Lord gave her that. In probably 12 or so minutes he called me back and gave me that that. and then the Lord began to, you know, add a little bit more uh, detail to it. But for this message here, I uh, didn't even come to the church. I mean, I did come to the church and I prayed all of yesterday evening, but I got the word when I woke up yesterday morning. And do you know? Have you, as the Holy Spirit, ever looked through your eyes and you go, "Wow, that's God that looked through my eyes and lead my mind there, lead my eyes there," and you see something? That kind of it's that. That's how I got that word. I, I wait for those moments, eh? Because God, He He will talk to you. He will talk to you through someone else, and then sometimes He's just He'll just arrange a thing where He causes he, he just uses your mind and even uses your eyes, even as your around church here. Look at the things that you're noticing. I hope you know some of the times it's not you when you it's the Lord the whole spirit does go like that and just cause you to see something you have to be mindful in that moment and that's how the Lord brought me to uh, to this word here so God give me grace this morning that I might um, speak this word to you guys and uh, not only that but there would be an anointing on it that you will receive it okay and that it would activate you in doing what he has called us to do so now uh, you know, I titled this message, Grow While You Are Going. Grow While You Are Going. Now, we, have, we spend a lot of time here, uh, you know, talking about prayer and um, foundations and all of those beautiful things that will forge the character of Christ, of Jesus Christ Himself inside of us. We spend a lot of time um, doing that, right? And uh, that's a good focus. But this morning, I just want to share with you the balance of what the Lord is actually saying. The balance. Grow while you are going. Even though each one of us is at a different space, And God is actually doing something different in each one of us. In terms of transformation, change, healing, deliverance, and all of those type of things. But while while that process is being undertaken in you by the Spirit of God and you are allowing it to happen, God wants us to be activated to do. Activated to do. We talk about the wilderness season many times. But we can use David's example in Scripture about the wilderness season. Now David was not a soldier like we um, come to read in the Scripture. And he was in the wilderness, if you will, in the desert. He was taking care of the sheep. But something I noticed in scripture, it was very exciting in that desert that David was. I mean, except, you know, the army of Israel was literally watching the Goliath just run his mouth and, and, um, against them and against God. But David was in the desert, in the wilderness season killing bears and uh, lions how exciting is that huh killing literally i mean can you imagine hunting down a lion eh, with beer hands and and wrestling that lion and killing that lion and killing that beer so the point i'm making this morning i don't know where god has you but wherever you are and we're gonna we're gonna look at it, at this from scripture also Wherever you are. Let me tell you something. You're not supposed to be sitting and doing nothing. I never did that. Period. It's one of the biggest reasons. Some people wonder why would God use a load mode like me. Really. I mean I don't have too much to give. Right? I tell you one thing. I know why I'm here. I'm a doer by the grace of God. I am a doer. It's my calling card. It's why I'm here. Because... Once you show me something and I see a little bit of value. You know, I'm going to put that thing into action like. No. Absolutely no. I, this is the biggest reason why God has me here. Sometimes he has to slow me down. I rather God slow me down than he has to push me forward. And I'm a doer. And God. Has created us to be doers. We were never designed to be stagnant. If if your Christian walk is stagnant, you know it's kind of like you know when you see the river always flowing and the water is fresh, right? But what happens when it stops flowing and it stagnates? It stinks and the fish begin to die. That's how it is In in a Christian's life. This is how it is in a ministry's life no action boredom before you know it a spirit that is from the pit of hell called the spirit of depression begin to come over you yeah there's a cure for that it's in the Word of God take territory absolute action Every minute of every second of every day. Whether you're reading the word, whatever it is, this year is a kingdom of action, and the people in the pews, we need to we need to know that in this season. First scripture, Genesis one, and verses uh twenty seven and twenty eight. Easy scripture to find. Everybody should be there by now, right? Amen. If I put uh, Hebrews right now, we'll give you five minutes. <laughs> so God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. Just a note there, male and female. For all of the political leaders were deaf and dumb and spiritually stupid male and female and when will we accept your idea of how god created these human beings take this the democratic leaders who want to influence the church of jesus christ against that when hell freezes over we will buy that when hell freezes over never never not the church of jesus christ and know this also that the authority that you have that this christ that we worship all authority in heaven and on earth has been given to him and when you mess with the body of christ you mess with god go back outside and take a look at the sun and the moon and the one that put it up there when you go against us or his word the ones that are standing for his word you're going against him and at that time, we can talk to him about you. And that time, you will be in trouble. When the body, listen. If we Christians begin to pray and begin to establish our st- ourselves firmly in the Word of God, let me tell you, some of these politicians either the they boat needs hit the ground to Christ or they die. And we're going to start praying like that, that God would save them or eliminate them and cause, cause they will cause a whole generation to go to hell. I love what the Lord is doing in the USA through the prophets and how he's pulling his bride to stand up for biblical principles and we need that more in Canada. And the Lord has been using prophets to speak over this nation too. We're going to stand with God against anything that defies his word. So God created man in his own image, in the image of God, he created him male and female, he created them. Then God blessed them and said to them, be fruitful and multiply. We want to capture multiplication this morning. Be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. That was the mandate that God created, Adam and Eve and gave them to do and we know they never carried it out they did not carry it out do you think that God has changed his mind God never changes his mind. Go to Isaiah 55 and verses 11 So shall my word be that goes forth from my mouth. It shall not return to me void, but it shall accomplish what I please. And it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. God lives in eternity. He doesn't live in time. And you know, because thousands of years have passed by, you know, it's on this account that many people begin to disregard God because of the concept of time but as we said before a thousand years is as a day and a day as a thousand years and that mandate is still given to mankind and that mandate came to us again through the son of God our Lord Jesus Christ and we look at Mark's account since we have been to um, Matthew's account so many times in Matthew 28 We'll switch it a little bit today and go to Mark's account, and it's Mark 16 and verses 14. Mark 16:14. Hello, this morning, this morning here, I know sometimes we cause a few of the lessons to slip through. You know, it's because we have heard, I don't know, 50 plus messages for the year, okay? That's quite a number of messages coming at you weekly. And and uh, you know what tends to happen is that a few of them are like tucked away without any action, without being applied. This one here this morning, let this resonate with you. I don't care where you are, let this message activate you this morning. Meditate on this one. Listen to the words of Christ. Later he appeared to the the eleven as they sat at the table. And he rebuked their unbelief and hardness of heart. May we not have unbelief and hardness of heart this morning. Because they did not believe those who had seen him after he had risen. And he said to them, listen to these words, that the mandate that God has given us through Christ, which was consistent with what he had given in the book of Genesis to Adam and Eve. Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved. He who believes and is baptized will be saved. But he who does not believe will be condemned. A lot is on our shoulders. and A lot is on our shoulders to preach this message. People will go to heaven or hell depending on whether or not you and I preach this message to them. Look at this, verse 17 now. And these signs will follow those who believe. In my name, they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. We know, we know tongues pretty popular. Hello. I'm a, I'm, I want you to focus this morning on some other areas that we've, we've been neglecting. Okay? In my name, they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents. And if they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. They will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. Not too many words in between. Go while you grow. The minute that you receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and your Savior, the minute that you go through true repentance, okay, and you make that decision, to consecrate your life to Christ. You are activated for ministry at that moment. Period. There is an example in scripture. That I want to use this morning. Of a pattern. Of how this must be done. And regardless of how long you have been in the faith. Or what you have done. Take the anointing. By faith this morning. That was on this man to carry out your mandate. Take the anointing this morning. Let's go to Acts 9. And we'll read from verses 1. Acts 9, verses 1. Then Saul still breathing threats and murder against the disciples of the lord went to the high priest and asked letters from him to the synagogues of damascus so that if he found any who were of the way whether men or women he might bring them bound to jerusalem so here we have an unbeliever that is all fired up and excited about prosecuting christians and he went to those in the higher authority that they might commission him and deputize him that he might do this legally that's all how, how much if you want to put it hatred he had inside of him for believers and look at this now and he got his way verses three as he sojourned he came near damascus and suddenly a light shone about him from heaven then he fell to the ground and heard a voice saying To him, Saul, Saul, why are you prosecuting me? And he said, "Who are you, Lord? My, you see that revelation was in that voice. This is all that happened here. Saul, Saul, why are you prosecuting me? How did the revelation that this is the Lord speaking to him came to him so quickly? That's what happens when you have an encounter with God. You know it's God." Who are you, Lord? Then the Lord said, I am Jesus whom you are prosecuting. It is hard for you to kick against the goads. Hard hard for you to kick against pricks. So he trembling and astonished said, Lord, what do you want me to do? No, that's a man that is very straightforward. Very straightforward. And we need some of that type of straightforward thing. In the body of Christ now. Moments after this encounter, The man is actually asking the relevant questions or the relevant question. I like his mindset. And I want to capture his mindset with simplicity. And I want us to capture that mindset this morning. So he trembling and astonished and said, Lord, what would you want me to do? Then the Lord said to him, Arise and go into the city and you will be told what you must do. And the men who journeyed with him stood speechless, hearing a voice, but seeing no one. Then Saul arose from the ground, and when his eyes were opened, he saw no one. But they led him by the hand and brought him into Damascus. And he was there three days without sight, and neither ate nor drank. You know, the encounter is supposed to bring us to that place, like it brought Saul to that place. One thing we notice with Saul is that he was single-minded concerning whatever he did. He had zeal that was not according to knowledge but you had a singular focus right and we need to capture this in the in the church here we need to capture this in um, in the body of christ we need to go back to simplicity lord what would you have me do and then we need to have the commitment to carry it out like saul was committed to carry his ministry out now look at this now because of that dedication and that commitment that he had to whatever it is that he was going to set his mind to. Look what God did now. God engineered something else to meet him at that place that would empower him now to go and do what he was calling him to do. Verses 10. This is independent of Saul now after this this encounter. And it's the same thing the Lord does with us. Now there was a certain disciple at Damascus named Ananias. And to him the Lord said in a vision, Ananias. And he said, Here I am, Lord. Let me ask you guys something, when your Ananias came and knocked at your door, did you realize it was God that was speaking to you? When you go in your closet and pray to the Lord, I hope you know, many times, which is the thing, that mistake that we make, it's a human being that he he sends, and then we open our door and go, what? I'll offend the person and the person goes. I hope you know that this is the issue. That's why we talk about submission. We're talking about submission, right? Because we we underestimate the role that men play in our lives. And we put them down. There's a revelation I listened to once. It's called the ministry of men. If you disregard men on this earth and only want to go pray in your closet, bad news for you. Because God is going to release many of the blessings that He released through a man. It's still God doing it, but He released it through human vessels. And Why? If He did not do that and every person could go in their closet and receive everything that they wanted from God, would they cooperate with doing the work that He wants them to do in the body? The minute that a pastor comes and say something that do not appease their soul, they go... You, 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 you want to know a bad attitude? Yeah. So listen, even myself here, okay, there are times when even my wife here, every day she gives me a word from the Lord. Literally every day. Because God ain't telling me those words and I know the prophetic gift that is on her. So what do I do? Blow my, oh you know, I am the priest of the house, Lord speak to me. No, for that very reason, to keep me humble, God speak a lot through my wife. And I go, and even um, on occasion, through my son, and I receive those words. And then on other occasions, I have to call other people that I know. And then the Lord speak to me through them. I take the blessings. Forget about the pride, because that don't add nothing to me. Because he resists the proud, like we said last week, right? Where we are. Verses 11. So the Lord said so the Lord said to him, Arise and go to the street called Straight, and inquire at the house of Judas for one called Saul of Tarsus. For behold, he is praying, and in a vision he has seen a man named Ananias coming in and putting his hand on him, so that he might receive his sight. Then Ananias answered, Lord, I have heard from many about this man. How much harm he has done to your saints in Jerusalem. And here he has authority from the chief priest to bind all who call on your name. But the Lord said to him, Go! For he is a chosen vessel of mine to bear my name before, before Gentiles, kings, and the children of Israel. For I will show him how many things he must suffer for my name's sake. And Ananias went his way and entered the house, and laying his hands on him, he said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus who appeared to you on the road as you came has sent me that you may receive your sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Immediately there fell scales from his eyes. Immediately there fell from his eyes something like scales. Because he was blinded when he had that encounter. And he received his sight at once. And he arose and was baptized. Quickly. Eh? So when he had received food, he was strengthened. Then Saul spent some days with the disciples at Damascus. A few days he spent. The Bible says. And now, look at the kicker here now. Verses 20. Where is he going to go now? Into the wilderness? Verses 20. Immediately, he preached, the, he preached the Christ in the synagogues that he is the Son of God. Immediately, he preached Jesus that he is the Son of God. And only a few days, he hung out with the disciples. So what, what, what did he preach? He gave his testimony. He started off by giving his testimony. Which is what we're supposed to do when we go. This is why my testimony of how God spoke to me in similitude of how he spoke to Saul. I tell that thing left, right and center. Before I came down here and prayed yesterday evening, I stopped in the mall and told it. And every time, it's like the movie that never gets stale. Even though I don't watch TV. The testimony. Verses 21, Then all who heard were amazed and said, Is this not he who destroyed those who called on this name in Jerusalem? And has come here for that purpose, so that he might bring them bound to the chief priests? Look at this now. Grow while you are going. The title of the message. Grow while you are going. Verses 22, But Saul increased all the more in strength and confounded the Jews who dwelt in Damascus, proving that this Jesus is the Christ. But Saul increased, in all, increased all the more in strength and confounded them. You see? When you are taking that initiative after you receive the Spirit of God inside of you, and then you know, head out on the streets, wherever your circle is. Listen, not only to evangelize, No. Are you confidently laying hands on the sick? When you hear that someone is not doing well, what do you do? The last few times, even when we moved down here from Toronto, and myself and Pastor Kim heard that there was someone that we knew that was in that city up there that was not doing well. I hope you know. We took off in our vehicles. We did not go, oh, did you take them to the doctor? Throw thing from my mind. I say, we're on our way. And when I come over there, I'm laying hands. Oh! And God's going to heal you. That's what we do. We are called in the immediate, not to go and get prepared for all of these years. Because the preparation is in the doing. That's why this ministry, We, you know, I can't tell you how many hundreds of sermons I preached before I came up here. Hundreds! Four, five, six sermons for the day. Because I was talking to everybody that I meet that would give me a chance. If you stand still for 30 seconds before me, you hear the gospel of Jesus Christ, you hear my testimony. So it's like, for me to come up here and preach now, it's remedial. It's natural. You have an audience in the mall. That's why you guys see us at um, Costco and um, Walmart and Masonville Mall. It's not shop, we're shopping. We are are over there laying hands on people. In the name of Jesus Christ. Now be made whole. We have been commissioned to do that. And we have not been doing it enough. In this ministry here. We're going to have activated Christians. Get out there and listen. Every time, when we went to the mall the other day, right? We saw them pushing someone in a wheelchair, right? And what did I do? Went and prayed for that person. That person encountered the Lord through that prayer and told me that she got deliverance. Oh, I don't feel lonely anymore. That's what she said. Even though she didn't get up out of wheelchair. Those days are coming. Start somewhere. The days when you will preach will come. But start somewhere. How did Paul get into the synagogues? He had some connections. But now he was preaching a different message. And they still didn't allow them to do that. They still allowed them to do that. We are too scripted. Well, really and truly, we're chained. We, are, we have religious spirits. And that's why I spend power down here now. I'm at war with the religious spirits that are around here now. I hope you know. My altar versus your altar, you die. I'm telling you that because I know when God gives me a word. I know when he gives me a word. My altar against your altar. And let me tell you something. You're not willing to pay the price that I'm going to pay to kill every religious spirit around here. I'm telling you, anybody come with anything that is not of Christ in here, May they take my body from here. That's what I am putting on, I'm I'm putting against your altar or whoever it is. May they take my body from there. So, if you want to challenge what God is doing here, you better be prepared to die because that's what I'm going to give. Paul preached in the immediate, you must go. Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy. 11, and verses uh, 24. Look, listen, God is a God of action, right? He's a God of movement. He's a God of progress. He's a God of, of, his, of the increase of his government. Shall there be no no end? No end. Of the increase of his government shall there be no end. Deuteronomy 11 verses 24. Every place on which the sole of your feet threads shall be yours. You see that? Every place on which the sole of your feet, hello, it shall be yours. Are you going? Is your feet hitting the mall, the streets? Are you camping out in your 2400 square foot house? Claiming what you have already bought. You see that? If they don't go out into that territory. Hello? And put the soles up their feet. God is not giving it to you and I. It, you know, it, in a sense. If you don't lay hands on the sick. Nobody is getting healed. If you don't preach this message. Nobody is getting saved. And if you don't say in the name of Jesus Christ, I command you spirit out now. Nobody's getting delivered. You got to put yourself... That's why I say, Lord, anytime, I, anytime someone pick up the phone and dial 416-712-3759. I don't mind my number being out there. Hello. And it's spiritual issue. I make an assumption right there. Ha! If I... If the, if the Spirit of God says, don't go, that's fine. The Spirit will lead you in different um, areas. I'm not saying the, be so rigid. Be inspired by your own energy. I'm just saying be ready. Like you're selling cars. And somebody comes into your car lot. Hello, what do you do? You watch him come in and look and look. And then the second one look and look. And then Friday come and no money's in the till. And you go, nobody bought any car. No, people were ready to buy cars. You didn't sell any car. We know how to do it in the, in, in the natural world. We know how to go to work and press the computer button and get paid. Hello! You know, if God had made it a different way, that our paycheck and our food was dependent on how much we do in the kingdom, you would have seen how many souls we would have saved. I'm telling you that. If he sw- switch it and you can't Find out, buy a house or buy, go to the grocery stores or buy clothes. My God Almighty, you would see some people going outside right up in people's face. Have you received Jesus Christ as your Lord and your Savior? Answer me now. My food is dependent on it. We will do that. Let me tell you something. You don't have to be you. You don't have to be you in the context of how you grow up, how your mind was shaped to operate. You can step out of that when you come into God. That's what I love about this thing. Anything that anybody chisels inside of me, I don't care. That's why, why do you think God provides healing? Right? From experiences that, have been, that are traumatic. Why? Because the mind of Christ don't ca- capture anything traumatic and it hinders how he's going to use you. Yes, he's loving and he wants to heal you. But he can't use you in pain. You're going to give what you have for. You're going to give pain. So now, you have to examine those positions that you have in your mind. That are contrary to the person that God wants you to be. And you have to allow God to take that. If it's shyness, it has to go. Whatever that it is that hinders you. And you go, this is who I am. Let me tell you something it's not who you are and let me tell you something it's the creator that made you that's saying this so when the, when you open yourself to the mind of christ to come inside of you then you begin to say i can do all things through christ who strengthens me that's what happened to you when you're born again we're going to have that we're going to have that in these pews and in the people in the pews renewed in the mind that the spirit of god can trigger them To shoot at any time. This is what you you need to load up. Back everywhere. When you see me go low like this, like I I told these girls, I have a gun down here and a gun down here, spiritually speaking. In the back. Loaded. I'm looking for opportunities to speak this word, I'm looking for opportunities to pray. God has never held me back. We are holding back ourselves. It's a religious spirit. It's a religious spirit. It's not the Holy Spirit. I hope you know that, you know, when it comes on to this word here, it's powerful. And the Bible said that the word of God is a more sure word of prophecy. The word of God. Sometimes we're, listening, we're, we're, we're waiting for prophetic words. You know, I love it too. I love prophetic words, but we allow prophetic words to cause us to be stuck like this. Because we're ignoring the written word, which is a more sure word of prophecy. And it has already, we have already been commissioned to go and do all of these things. Start where you are. Grow while you're going. It's the, it's, it, it, in Canada here, I'm telling you with where canada is spiritually do you think god has time to to take people and go park them forever and wait for them to germinate and then say "Mm -hmm, ready to anoint you now no no where we are spiritually it doesn't make any sense we are we have to depend too much on Prophets from all over the world. We need some establishment here, spiritually, in Canada. God is looking for people already know. I'm telling you something. Let me tell you something. You're ready. The Spirit of God is inside of you. Go. Start praying for people. Start healing the sick. You have been sent. Let the soles of your feet start touching different territories now. And I'm, I'm, I'm before God. He didn't strike His word has already given us instructions. Deuteronomy 24: uh, Every place on which the sole of your foot tread shall be yours, from the wilderness and Lebanon, from the river, the river Euphrates, the river Thames, the Thames Valley River. Hello, I'm talking to Londoners now even to the Western Sea shall be your territory. No man shall be able to stand against you. The Lord your God will put the dread of you and the fear of you upon all the land where you thread, just as he has said, period. I'm telling you, when we begin to get up in who we are in Christ, you know, it's what gives God the legal authority, except in his sovereignty. But he does not do everything with the sovereignty. He does it through his body. It's when we do that that we give expression to the power of God, the fear and the dread that was on the children as Israel, that was commuted communicated to the other people that were in that land, was because they were giving it, when they gave expression to God by faith. They had a progress God's agenda. Are they hindered God's agenda. And many times, we, you know how many things that God wanted to release to his body a long time ago? Even in the U.S. I heard some prophets say, listen, if you guys don't vote properly, 20 years it will take before this comes around again. If man don't cooperate with God individually, and if his body does not cooperate with him, let me tell you something. Do you think we're going to progress. God's will is always going to fulfill. It's always going to come to pass. But why not in our generation? Who's, uh, listen, this is scripture. And none of you can, can, can defy me on this. Nobody here. Arise now. We'll give it you the mic. Because who is it that God had spoken to and told them that they were going to take the, ter- the land when he brought them over Egypt? Who did he tell it to? The children or to them? The ones that died in the desert? The ones that died in the desert. They were the ones that were supposed to pluck those big grapes off the tree. And they never did. Yeah. Bible for you. Hello. Bible for you. I hope you're loving this word. Some people, like last week, you know, they told me right to my face. Some people say, well, I know something different was going to happen, eh? And they go, uh, I, I, I felt it in the spirit, right? And I go, I, I know, but next week I'm back at you. Because there, there is a serious component to the gospel, right? And if we, we, there, God allows many different things to be um, enjoyed, and a little bit of relaxation and so forth. But we must never forget that we have a mandate to carry out. And that's why we need a voice like this. A little bit upsetting to the soul, and that's why I say, Lord, is there someone else that's going to handle the word this week? Because you know I'm a little bit heavy at the top, and some people don't really like that. But this type of, the anointing on this is to cause you to combust and go. We want 18 and 19-year-old. I was watching a kid delivering um, someone on, on the computer the other day, a little kid, like I don't know, seven, and the devil leaves, the demon left. He's not moving in the deliverance ministry, but they just use him in that moment. God just used him in that moment to show. Him. Yeah. Uh, let's go to uh, 2 Kings 13 and verses 14. Elijah had become sick with the illness of which he would die. Then Joash, the king of Israel, came down to him and wept over his face and said, Oh, my father, my father, the chariots of Israel and their horsemen. So the king came down because he's going, the prophet is dying. We are in trouble. Who is the man that is going to inquire of the Lord? That we might get instructions from the Lord concerning the battles that we are fighting. So he was weeping because of that and Elijah said to him, take a bow and some arrows. You see, it's military strategy, Uh, Elijah is talking to him about knowing and that's what the man wanted to hear. He's not too worried about the prophet dying, except you know that he can't leave without a man of God. So immediately Elijah said, I know why you came down here. You didn't come to because you're going to miss me because I'm dying. You are worried. You came for your own selfish reasons. And Elijah addressed him accordingly. And Elijah said to him, Take a bow and some arrows. So he took himself a bow and some arrows. Then he said to the king of Israel, Put your hand on the bow. This is something spiritual that he's actually acting, having him act out. That might, that what will actually be in the natural later on. Understand what he's is, what is actually asking him now. He's, he's giving him, uh, in his deceased, he's giving him spiritual direction that even while he's no longer around he might protect the people through the decisions that he will make concerning battle. Then he said to the king of Israel put your hand on the bow so he put his hand on it and Elijah put his hand on the king's hand and he said open the east window and he opened it then Elijah said shoot and he shot and he said the arrow of the Lord's deliverance You see that arrow flying through the window the arrow of the signifies the arrow of the Lord's deliverance that God would be with them beyond my life and give you victory and the arrow of deliverance from Syria their enemy for you must strike the Syrians at Aphek till you have destroyed them for you must strike the Syrians at Aphek till you have destroyed them then he said take the arrows so he took them And he said to the king of Israel, strike the ground. So he struck three times and stopped. And the man of God was angry with him and said, you should have struck five times or six times. Then you would have struck Syria till you had destroyed it. But now you will strike Syria only three times. And we might go. And how was he supposed to know that he's supposed to strike five or six times? Did he say that to him? He didn't say that to him, right? But he did give him some instructions up here that said, For you must strike the Syrians at Aphek till you have destroyed them. He should have picked up. He's a king. He had discernment. He should have picked up. And we are children of the living God. And we must discern what we must do. And we must do it continually we must not don't wait Lord like I was saying the other day don't wait don't pray already be in motion the Holy Spirit is the helper it's when you're in that motion when you're in that movement when your feet is trodden on some territory and your mouth is ready to speak and your hands are ready to be laid the Holy Spirit says, yeah, I'm comp- uh, I can help that. But when you are parked at home like a car without gas, the Spirit can't move you there. So you're wondering, do I have the anointing to pray for people and they are healed? Yes, you have the anointing. Start laying hands. Can I speak to someone at the mall? It's, Hello? You know how I got out of my fear? I go one day, when I was living in Richmond Hill, I said, Lord, I'm home watching, uh, I'm reading and studying, and I'm burning up on the inside, there's no expression to it. And I said, the thought came to me, why don't you go outside and go tell some people about Jesus? And I said, I don't know, maybe they're not gonna listen. And I go, you know, that fear, nobody, I don't have nobody directing me. I said, that fear, Today it died. I'm going outside now and I'm going to talk to ten, the first 10 people that I see. Whether, whether or not they see, they, they, they listen, I don't care. And I left my house and I went over to the school next door and I see two guys. They look like they were drug addicts. No kidding. And I just stopped them and preached Jesus to them. And went down the street, stopped another guy, preach. Another two guys, preach. And before you know it, I was having 15-minute, 10-15-minute conversation with people about Jesus. Some of them were Christians, and I'm, I was going before that, but I still had a little bit of hindrance on the inside. But from that day forward, that death it, it died. That's how you overcome your fear by doing. Pray for people. When you listen, how many times have people gone to doctors and died because doctor took out knife and? operated not knowing that in a few minutes this person is not going to make it if they can do it and they can't even they're not even God and God is with you to manage that situation even if you made an error who is going to back up the doctor unless God saves that patient's life and we are doubting we spiritual people What we need is a body of, of motivated people ready to do this. You know, the disciples in the early, in the book of Acts, you know, one, one of the reasons why they were so on fire, which God never even told them that 2,000 years after this, I'm still not going to be returned. You know, they would have really got complacent right there, right? They thought he was going to come back sometime in the next couple of weeks. If they had only known that 2,000 years, we need to preach this message like there is no tomorrow. Because right now, in this time frame that we're living in, I'm telling you something. I don't know if there's, there are any prophecies in scriptures that has not been fulfilled and Christ can return to his earth anytime. We need to have the sense of urgency that they had in the book of Acts. You're not called into this kingdom to just sit. Yes, you can be going through different seasons. I agree with that. I, I'm, but it does not mean that you do nothing. That technology is not right. No. The reason why opportunities are not coming to you. That the gift of God inside of you might not be expressed. You're not not open to the scenarios that the gifting might be expressed through you. You have to open up now. Ananias was being called to go to Saul. And he had a few little issues. And the Lord dealt with him and sent him on his way. And look at what. We are reading the book. That all wrote by the Spirit of God. And they're blessing our lives. I'm telling you. I. You know how many people. Even over the phone. People that. Conversations that. Had, has nothing to do with Jesus. Last week. I would just let people call me. We're talking about real estate. We're talking about mortgages. And I let them go through their thing. And then. I start preaching Christ. To them. Over the phone. And fifth, one guy. 15 minutes. Last week. I, on the phone i had with him another guy we went to st thomas the other day a muslim guy and asked him i preaching aggressive to him more than we were and he was giving me all of the hindrances to him being a christian and i was able to address them by the grace of god and in the in the in the initial when we started he was combative and defending and the Spirit of God just allowed me to. By the time I was um, leaving, he was peanut butter sandwich there. Yeah, he, just, he, gave, he stopped defending his own faith. This, this here is light. The only time that people reject it is they want to stay in darkness. They know the truth. It resonates with them. But they choose. I don't want to do. I don't want to change. That's why they're condemned. This is the condemnation that light has come into the world and man loved darkness because their deeds were evil let me tell you something we're going to be held accountable for our inactivity we're going to be held accountable for all of the gifts and the talents and the abilities that God has given us both carnally and physically if you will He's going to question you on it Eye on it. We're going to have to give an account. And I'm going to finish it off with um, Matthew 25. Matthew 25, and we will go from verses uh, 14. For the kingdom of heaven is like a man traveling to a far country. This is your Lord speaking here now. For the kingdom of heaven is like a man traveling to a far country who called his own servants and delivered his goods to them. And to one he gave five talents, and to another two, and to another one, to each according to his own ability. And immediately he went on a journey then he who had received five talents went and traded with them and made another five talents and likewise he who had received two ga- two gained two more so these are investors they're looking for a return on their master's money but he who had received one went and dug in the ground and hid his lord's money After a long time, the Lord of those servants came and settled accounts with them. Verses 20. So he who had received five talents came and brought five other talents, saying, Lord, you delivered me five talents. Look, I have gained five more talents besides them. His Lord said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. You were faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. This is how you get increase. This is how the Lord allows you to steward more. It will never come in a moment's time. But it comes as you take what you have been given and invest and multiply. And serve and give and do all that God has written in scripture that we should do. Enter the, into the joy of the Lord. He also, who had received two talents, came and said, Lord, you delivered to me two talents. Look, I have gained two more talents besides them. His Lord said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of the Lord. Then he who had received the one talent came and said, Lord, I knew you to be a hard man. Sometimes that's what we're doing. Unknowingly. We're perceiving Christ through hardness of heart. Like the disciples did when they were in that boat. Even, even after He had done the miraculous in the multiplication of the bread and the fishes a day earlier. They were already in hardness of heart. They were, they already, the, the, the mindset of the old man had already returned to allow the spirit of god to take that hardness. then he who had received the one talent came and said lord i knew you to be a hard man reaping where you have not sown and gathering where you have not scattered seed i mean how did he come to this conclusion that was the inner workings of his heart and i was afraid and went and hid your talents in the ground look there you have what is yours but his lord answered and said to him, "You wicked and lazy servant! You knew what I you knew that I reap where I have not sown and gathered where I have not scattered seed. So you ought to have deposited my money with the bankers, and at my coming I would have received back my own with interest. So take the talent from him and give it to him who has ten talents. What talent do you have this morning?" What gift do you have this morning that is lying dormant in you? There is no expression to it. You're not blessing, being a blessing to the people around you because you're waiting on an answer that you have already been given to go into all of the world world, and make disciples. Lay your hands on the sick, cast out demons. What is lying dormant in you? Waiting for an activation in your mind. But you have already gotten the the activation from God and from and in his word. His word complements what you're feeling in your spirit. But we need to get the mind out of the way. The religious spirits that are in our mind stopping us. The hindrances that are in our minds are not from God. And it's stopping people from coming into the kingdom. We can't do it no more. There There are too many lost people out there. We have to go. We have to begin now to take chances. If you have never played, prayed for people to get healed, start doing it. The opportunity is going to come. Start praying. Verses 29. For to, before this happens to you. For to everyone who has, more will be given. And he will have abundance. You see why some people are overly anointed, if you will. And others of us can't touch the anointing. they were doing from the beginning. It's over time that the anointing grows on you and expands on you into different areas because you're investing what your master has given you to invest because you know he's coming to take an account of what he has given to you. For to everyone who has, more will be given and he will have abundance but from him who does not have even what he has will be taken away. You know you can lose that anointing. You can lose that spiritual gift. You can lose that natural gift. You can lose your wealth because you're not using it consistent with kingdom. And cast the unprofitable servant into the, into outer darkness. They will be weeping and gnawing of teeth or gnashing of teeth. we somehow have not gotten that revelation the minute you, we are the solutions the minute that you begin now to hear going forward let's repent of not being proactive or proactively doing what God has asked us to do and now let's take this opportunity now and let's bear fruit for the kingdom. Let's understand from this point forward that when you are going to take up a weight from the floor and it looks like this might be a weight that I cannot lift, you refer for help. The Spirit of God is inside of you and he's sending you out there. He knows the opportunities that he's gonna give. You. He knows what he has invested in you and I at this moment. might not bring you to go preach in front of 10,000 people in the beginning but he might give you one person to evangelize. He might give you one person to pray for, to lay hands and believe for their healing. That's what we've been It's so simple that we don't do it. And you have a mandate from God to do it. In case fear comes inside of you when you are there When they give you a license to drive on the street, if you uh, got your license today, you'd be confident to go and drive on the street, knowing that you have been given this document legally. It gives you conviction and confidence that you can go on there. And the policeman pulls you over and you know you can give him credentials. There is a bit of doubt if you were to get a car not having this this document. A little bit nervous. Am I going to be pulled over? Well, you have been given the document concerning what we're talking about here to win the loss. You're not going in your own strength. You've been commissioned, not by policemen, not by government, but by God. You see why we do it. We should do this with great confidence, huh? Why we now should be bold because Jesus said to do it. Yet, we're more confident. When we go into a work environment and they give us authority to do certain things and we carry it out naturally and god who has all authority in heaven and on earth cannot initiate his people to do consistently you see that's a, there's a problem there and we need to switch everybody in here is supposed to be laying hands on people and and they're getting healed i'm telling you and people they're coming they're coming grow while you're going get in get into doing now grow while you're going grow while you're doing grow not sitting down it's not in bible it's not in the bible Yes, you will read the Word. And you will get more of the Word inside of you. Well, share your testimony. In the beginning, share your testimony. They don't want to hear the Word anyways because you are not born again. It doesn't mean much to them at that point. Unless the Spirit of God give you a scripture to say, open them up with this one. It's your testimony. It's your own experience with God that people want to hear. It's not quoting scriptures. Necessarily. So share your testimony. Share how you, why... Oh, it is that you came into giving Jesus, making Jesus Christ Lord of your life. What happened? Share your own encounter with people. If you have been healed, share how God heals you, healed you. The testimony of Jesus. Worship God for the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. You're prophesying into their situation when you do that. When you share your testimony the minute that they hear that you want to go he can do it for me we need to get out of religion and just have exchanges with people conversations with people about Christ everybody needs to do this don't let your neighbors have you ever spoken to your neighbors about Christ have you shared him with your neighbors if you live on my next door to me hello you have to hear the gospel some way, shape, or form, when I be over it, when we are shoveling the snow or something, it has to happen. People, let's do this. Let's do this. Let's go and do this. I'ma call some name, Marlon and Diane. Yes, Diane. It's time for you to go time for you to lay hands and begin to do the works of God. Yeah. You and Marlon have been in the in the in the faith of it. The Lord is saying, go. You have been commissioned by me, go and do what I've called you to do. Win the lost. Yeah. Amen. Go and don't stop going. We're gonna organize a lot of evangelistic outreaches. There's a lot of lost people out there God is bringing them to us but we need to have confidence for the signs wonders and miracles pray for them to get healing your invitation to them to come to church will be answered when they get their healing they might not your words might not move them but the power of God compels you must have the confidence for the miraculous power of God to happen not here, no, not here. In the malls, in their homes, in Costco. No frills on Walmart. Let the miracles happen. Start doing it. Amen. Father, I give you praise this morning for this word, O oh Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit. It is your, your word, O oh Lord. And it is your heart, O oh God. It is your heart that we would go and do what you've commissioned us to do. And I know, Father, in the name of Jesus, that in those moments, O oh Lord, when we begin to do, O oh Lord, that your power will flow, O oh God. The words will be there, O oh Lord, when we open our mouths, O oh Lord. For you would give us what to speak, O oh Lord. And your power will come to heal. Yes. And people will be delivered and set free, O oh my King. you Jesus I thank you for this ministry here in London Ontario oh God and I thank you oh Lord that the hearts that are here are ready ready oh Lord to do what you have commissioned us to do and I thank you father in the name of Jesus that the harvest is coming through every person in the pews the harvest is coming empower your people even now work on their minds oh Lord In the name of Jesus, renew our minds. Renew our minds, that the mind, ha, the same mind, permit that mind that was in Christ Jesus also to be in you. We want your mind, oh Lord. You had a mind, oh Lord God Almighty, consistent with your Father's. We want that mind, and we want that heart, and we want that courage, oh God, and that strength in us. Ha, in the name of Jesus Christ, receive that grace this morning. Receive that grace, receive that unction to go and to do. You have been commissioned by your Lord. Go and accomplish now. Go and heal them in His name. Oh, my Father, my King, and my God. There are too many lost souls out there, oh Lord, because of our complacency, oh Lord. We're waiting for you to send us when you have already sent us. We repent. Oh, Lord God Almighty. And now we begin by faith to do. To do. Oh! Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. you're light in every individual here, oh, God Almighty. You're sending them out, oh, Lord. And your power goes. Your wisdom goes. The gifts of the Spirit, oh, Lord, will operate through each and every person here as they go. Receive it now in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Ho! Oh! Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Well, we give God praise.